Hey everybody, welcome to Fat Man with a Plan, episode 5. I'm your host, JM. So, give you a little bit of updates. I've managed to get roughly down to about 280 in my weight. Um, that's due to the combination of the Fetamine and of course my continued uh, exercise setup that I have for my trainer. And of course, my trainers decided to change things up uh, this week with, or technically beginning of this week, with a new set of training routines for me for my chest triceps, back biceps, legs, and shoulders. Uh, I'm going to establish this now that I absolutely hate plate holds, um, which is one of the exercises that my trainer has me do, especially on... Uh, back bicep day, well not back bicep, sorry, uh, shoulder day, where I had to hold up a 25 pound plate in front of me and then for 30 seconds and then hold it over my head for 30 seconds right after that. Not exactly fun. I know that there's probably uh, weight lifters out there that are like, you know, who'll like snarl and growl at that coming, but I'm not to their level yet, so yeah, it's a little difficult. Um, other than that, it's gone fairly well. My uh, hamstrings especially hate the legs routine because it's a lot harder. Uh, it involves a lot more squatting and squatting-esque movements, but it's going to help me in the long run for varying up my exercise because I pointed out in an earlier episode that you need to vary up your exercises pretty much every month in order to avoid plateauing. So that's a very good thing that, you know, I'm experiencing that even after, you know, been working out since beginning of, well, since halfway through June. So enough said with updates. So let's move along to our topics of this week. Okay, to start off with, let's talk about what is the best weights for working out with and how to tell which one is right for you. Um, and I say this because there's a lot of people out there that are either going to be new to weight training or they are going to listen to people who have like extreme approaches to weight training and they were are going to decide to overdo it or underdo it on the weights and wonder why they're not getting the results that they are looking for when working out. Now when you deal with weights, you're going to have to first figure out what weight is appropriate for you and that's going to differ between machines. Uh, the dump, you know, machines as far as the ones where you, like the cable that are designed in cable systems, the machines that are more weights with the weight, the actual uh, round weights that you usually use for bench pressing or you can also have the free pre you know, bench pressing or the free bench pressing setup and also you have dumbbells and of course each of these is going to vary based off of you now starting off with the regular machines they're going to be a little bit easier to manipulate because you're not dealing with as much resistance as far as trying to lift the or move the weights because you're not going to have to actually deal with developing your stabilization muscles that are working in conjunction with the muscle group you're working. So you're going to have to actually 
play around with those weights. Usually you're able to do a bit higher on those weights um, by slipping the peg in as compared to free weights and that's because your body is not having to, like I said, fight with stabilizing your arms or your legs and everything else while you're working out. The machine is pretty much creating the stability, you're just creating the force to push the, uh, push the weights up and down. Now this one, since it's going to take a bit more uh, weight to do, you're going to have to play around with it. Make sure that it's heavy enough that it's going to, that you're going to have to put some effort into it, but not too heavy where you're not going to be able to complete the actual reps that you got to do for your set. So, for example, I can do roughly about 110 using a bench press machine that's um, the cable machine. And so, for me, that's you know fairly easy. I just push forward and everything else. And I usually, you know, make how I test it is if I can push it forward, but it requires me to, you know, effort to push it forward, but it's not too hard that my arm is my arms are struggling to uh, press the you know, to press the handles forward and that it's also not too easy because if I can just easily just push forward without you know really feeling it then it's not enough weight so you gotta play around with it to determine what's gonna be working for you but you need to go with a weights uh, weight setup that's going to allow you to you know experience that you know, the effort that your muscle is going to require without having to overdo it or underdo it. Now, when you shift from the cable systems from those to the weight machine, the other cable systems that are usually set up, those are going to require a bit more effort and you're going to wind up probably having to cut down the amount of weight. And that's going to be because they're going to actually be on pulley systems that are going to wobble a bit. And because of them wobbling, your body's having to stabilize your arms or whatever while you're working out in order to make sure that you're able to pull off the routine. So you're going to have less weight because your body is going to be, your arms are going to be pretty much doing a lot more than they originally were with a standard machine. And so you're going to have a lower weight with this one. And this one, of course, just like the other um, police um, machines, you're going to have to play around with it. To find out what's going to work best for you and don't automatically assume that you're going to be able to do the same amount of weight on those pulley systems as compared to the the actual machines because of the fact that it's going to be pulling the weight in a different way so you're going to have a different form of resistance and it's usually a two pulley system or more so you're going to have to play around with it to determine what's going to be best for you. Okay, with that and you know the cable pulley system, it's going to be a little bit easier to figure out what weight's going to be best for you because if you pull do a tricep pull down and it goes down very easily, then obviously you got to move it up one peg. If you know when you move it up, it's a lot harder to do or you can't really even pull it down, then obviously you got to move the peg up to a lower weight. So it's going to be easier to figure out where you're at on those machines. And then, of course, you have the machines that run off the round weights that are used for uh, typically the bench presses and things like that. Now, those I would recommend uh, playing around with as well, but there's a, a little bit easier way to gauge yourself. I'm going to use the isolate uh, bench press machine to 
example of this, what you're going to want to do is put on a 45 pound weight on both sides and then sit in it and then try to push forward to do the bench press. Now, if you're finding it is extremely easy, then of course you can add in 5, 10, 25 pounds to that in order to see where you're going to be. And if it's a little too hard, then you can easily drop it down, take off the 45, put on a 25 and a 10, and also you can add on another 5, drop it down, which will drop you to 40. Or you can do, you know, drop it down even further than that based off of what you need. So, I would recommend, you know, you taking that route for those just because it is an easier way to gauge because you'll then be able to have a median between what you possibly could do and what you can't do and you can work from there. Now from that point you're going to get to of course the same principles go to apply towards doing bench presses and incline presses and everything like that. You're going to want to make sure that you are you you're establishing a setup of weights. Now when you do a, a bench press where you're not using a machine I would highly recommend dropping down to 25s on each side and then testing it to gauge which is gonna, if it's too heavy or too light for you. And from there, you're going to then be able to adjust it. Just like with the uh, machine style ones, you can add a little bit more weight and you, or you can take away some weight to meet your needs. Dumbbells, when you get to that part, are a little different because they're each gauged in a five pound increment. So you're going to have to play around and just pretty much initially pick a weight and see how how well you can do with it. If it winds up that it's too easy, then of course you're going to drop, you know, go up five pounds to select that weight to actually do it until you find a weight that's going to require you to have effort, but not, you know, too much effort uh, that you're going to wind up injuring yourself or even worse. So... That does not mean go automatically, if you've never lifted weights in your life, go automatically for a 50-pound dumbbell and assume that you can do it just because there are a bunch of other guys you know, at the gym that are doing using it. I would recommend probably starting off with a 15-pound dumbbell and seeing how that weighs to you. Do a couple of bicep curls, do a couple of tricep extensions over the head, uh, even do a couple of shoulder dumbbell shoulder presses just to see how, how much weight it is in comparison to what muscle you do have. If it's too light, like I said, bump it up. If it's too heavy, then you're gonna have to bump it down. So you might, you then have to drop down to 10 or you can then jump up to 20 and start playing with it from there. And I would recommend tracking your weight because once you figure out what weight works best for you, you're gonna wanna jot that down so that way when you start working on working out and everything else, Eventually, you're going to have to bump up that weight, so you need to remember what that weight was and be able to see what you know, weight you're going to need to jump to in order to continue your progress. Okay, from weights, we're going to move on to pacing uh, your cardio. Now, there are some people who like to attempt being a marathon runner when they hop onto a treadmill and will start bumping up the speeds to... Uh, ridiculous levels where they cannot cope with it and of course then you wind up with the humorous YouTube videos of people getting launched off of treadmills and into walls because of not paying attention. 
What you're gonna to wanna to do is start off with a pace that's comfortable for you. I usually start off with a 2.0 pace and I will do that to just get my legs used to being in motion for the workout. And then I will bump it up about every, like the after the first minute I'll bump it up to 2.5 and then I'll go to 3.0. Now because of my the way my feet are now reconstructed due to my surgery, I can't really run. So I'm having to modify things a little bit more for my needs to get the same intensity workout. So I usually then start bumping up the incline by 0.5 until I reach a point where I am still comfortable but I am experiencing the increased heart rate that I'm needing for working out my, you know, for the cardio. And so you're going to want to basically pace yourself to determine what's the right incline, what's the right speed for you. Same thing with a standing bike. You can start off with a one, you know, the level setting one and work your way up. I would recommend figuring out what works for you because you're going to want to at least be able to do cardio for 30 minutes. And if it's something that you can't survive five minutes doing, then obviously 30 minutes is going to be out of the question. So you're going to want to figure out what's going to be working for you. Most people with bikes, I would recommend starting off with a one setting just to see how easy it is for you, how easy it is for you to get your heart rate up. If it's a little difficult to get your heart rate up, bump it up to level two to add a little more resistance and so on and so forth in order to get yourself right. Now you're gonna to wanna to pace yourself. You're not going to be racing against other people on the bikes. You wanna be going at a comfortable pace to yourself. So that way you're not going to cause your legs to give out on you, especially when you get off the bike or, you know, and even with dealing with the treadmill, you need to make sure that you're, you're comfortable and that you're getting your heart rate up, but you are not going to extremes where your heart is about to pound out of, out of your chest and you're gasping for air because that's not a good sign. It's going to lead to you to issues, including possibly blacking out just because your blood is not your blood is not getting the amount of oxygen it needs and your body is not getting the amount of uh, blood oxygen levels that it needs to continue you know, to function properly. So pace yourself. I would say try to initially get a, you know, if you're walking on a treadmill, try to get a, at least a mile, mile and a half distance in your time of 30 minutes and then work your way up from there. And for cycling, I would say probably double that at least try to get to three miles if you can get or four miles to pace yourself in that 30 minutes and so it's, you're gonna you're gonna have to play around with the speeds and everything else to get there but I recommend starting off on the easier side than on the harder side because you can always increase to improve things rather than having to decrease things as you are just killing yourself slowly in agonizing excruciating ways now some people with when dealing with the elliptical is a little bit different I find that it's very easy to get my heart rate up on the elliptical even at level one but that's because I can get a much faster speed on it because it's low impact as compared to walking on or running on a treadmill so I can emulate running speeds on there so I will sometimes pick up the pace and be going I'll hit like 5.0 on level one very quickly 
and wind up going to make, pulling myself to around 6.7 while I'm on the elliptical. So I can you know pull that off, and I, I had to build myself up to that because when I originally I first started on the elliptical, I could probably do about 10 minutes without dying, and so. I had to really start figuring out how to pace myself and work on that machine. And so what I had to do is I had to first figure out how fast I should be consciously controlling my legs when I'm stepping on the elliptical. So I had to watch really the speed that I was going at. If I was going a little, if I knew that I was going a little too fast and it was being tougher on me, I needed to drop down and pace myself to match the speed that's best for me. You're going to need to play around with it a lot more on elliptical just because it's so easy to up the pace on your own as compared to a treadmill which you pretty much have to manually set the pace or you know on the machine itself to get that speed whereas the elliptical you can automatically just start going. Now when you start experiencing that you're not getting as much burn with a, an elliptical or it's just too easy for you. You're not getting your heart rate up. You can also bump up your resistance level just like with a bike and that way you can still try to work at your pace but you're having to put more energy into making those steps in order to move uh, to make that distance on the actual uh, elliptical for mileage. But definitely pace yourself, and of course, I like I do like the elliptical um, a bit more than the, the treadmill nowadays, just because I can get to higher speeds if I want, without having to stress myself of injuring myself, hurting my, you know, or having to deal with the limitations of my own feet. And so I've gotten myself to where I can do a level three on an elliptical for 35 minutes. Uh, without dying completely and I do get my heart rate up to roughly about 87% or higher but I have to like I said I've had to work my way up to that over time so you're gonna want to uh, work yourself up especially with the elliptical to get there there are also cardio machines for rowing those are easier to self pace if you feel like you're getting a little bit tired you can slow down um, or you can speed up depending on if you're not feeling it or you're not feeling it as you're pulling and everything else on the on the row cable. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I do like some the some of the newer uh, car, rowing machines because they do water to create a smoother resistance when you're rowing, so you don't feel that jerk motion of the cord being pulled in and out. Uh, you can up the resistance level so that way it'll slow down the cord or create a resistance when you pull the cord to put more effort into it. But starting at level one with that one, you can play around with just how fast you should be rowing and not have to worry about fighting to, you know, with levels, speeds, all that stuff. You can actually easily um, get started with that. Though I would recommend making sure that your legs are ready for that part of the rowing process, because arms not are usually not as bad as the legs when you're trying to push off with the rowing and scooting back in. And of course, finally, there's the stair steppers. Uh, I would not recommend going too fast on those things, just because it will go. They usually go slower than the 
you know, escalators that you're used to at a mall and everything else like that. And the thing is, is that when you're stepping, your body's having to put more effort into the blood flow to your legs as compared to just walking or cycling. So you're able to get your heart rate up a lot more by going you know, slowly up the steps than you can with uh, any of the others. So I recommend just starting off very slow with it. Go at the pace of you normally that you would normally take to comfortably go up and down the stairs and go from there because you're going to want to be doing this for you know anywhere to up to a half hour and if you can't handle making it up one flight of stairs you know, at your normal pace I'd probably say avoid this machine for the time being so that way you can work your way up to it but that machine will require you to heavily pace yourself because it'll be easy to get yourself overwhelmed and sweating like a pig while you're working out on it so Definitely, that is, you know, of all the machines for cardio, that is the one that I would say pace yourself or avoid until you can work up to that level with the pacing. Okay, so that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about this week on Fat Man with a Plan. Uh, next week, I haven't really decided what I'm going to talk about especially. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about talking about is the idea of actually determining a best setup for actually planning your workout week. So I'll probably talk about that a little bit more and how you should make that, you know, a plan. And so that way you can then plan all your nutrients for the day and everything else like that. And I'll go over how I typically handle my days of the week for working out. So, and I'll figure out some other stuff to talk about as well. I just got to fit in uh, debate on a couple of topics that I've been thinking about, so I'll let you know more once the new episode posts up. But anyways, this is going to end episode 5 of Fat Man with a Plan. Like I said, I'm your host, JM. Feel free to follow me on Facebook at Fat Man with a Plan. You can also follow me on Anchor FM under Conundrum Cast, and feel free to share the podcasts that are on at the Apple Podcasts app, the Google Play Music, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. And feel free to share with your friends, and I will catch you next week. Happy workout!